Money FM 89.3, best of weekends. Joining me on the phone is JL Ang, the CEO and co founder of The Great Room, a co working space here in Hong Kong, Bangkok. And JL, welcome to Weekend Mornings. Good morning, Glenn. Hi there. Great to have you on. And it has been a crazy few months, hasn't it? Oh, I think that's an understatement. <laughs> <laughs> Unprecedented uncertainty and just so much happening all at the same time for everyone. But I think this is probably true for everybody. Well, you're in a unique position being in, a, in the co-working space space uh, in that, you know, your product is a, obviously a very high-end one, a very good one. People love it. But are, what are you concerned about going forward? Are you concerned that, that maybe if more people are working from home, et cetera, that that might bite into your business? There's been a narrative about how people could potentially work from home forever. But I don't believe that this is the end of offices or even shared workspace at all. So if you look at it, We've all been coping working from home. We're not thriving. Mm. So when I say coping, we're coping being somebody that's working, a spouse, a partner, a provider, a teacher for some of us. There's so much that we're coping with. And we've been able to do that for two months or or potentially a little bit more because we've built up this capital, this social capital that we've had with people that we used to work with or with business partners. And we're slowly eroding this capital. And we can't keep, you know, going on like that. And something to be said about the important water cooler chat, the casual collisions that you have in the office, or when you brainstorm and ideate and innovate, you need that friction in the office and that physical, in-person, deep engagement to be able to do that. So I don't believe that we're able to go on like this forever. We could do it in various forms, even in the interim normal, but we can't be working from home Forever and always. Yeah. Will it become uh, what some have referred to as a work from anywhere model where you might spend part of the day at home or part of the week at home and then you might be in the traditional office and then a more flex space like a, uh, you know, a co-working space? How do you think it'll pan out? I think that makes a lot of sense. So, I mean, sharing a, a workspace or flexible working isn't, isn't new. And if you think about it, the stat that we're you know, looking at, which they used to say was that by 2030, 30% of us would be working in a flexible uh, situation and space. And what the pandemic has done is it's only going to accelerate this stat. It's going to accelerate and, and grow or take us there faster because what is shown that we can be productive, somewhat productive, sometimes working from home. We don't have to be without teams. So you're going to see a lot more decentralized satellite workspaces, And if employers want to win the war of talent, then they need to cater to these changes and these preferences. Sometimes people want to work somewhere closer to home or they want to work in a place that could be more relaxed, depending on what we're doing. And most of us are doing different things at different times to be able to achieve that full uh, potential and productivity. Yeah, we're talking with J.L. Ang, the CEO and co-founder of The Great Room co-working space. Of course, you have spaces in Hong Kong, in Singapore, in Bangkok, and one of your new spaces is opening just coming up soon in Robinson Road in the Afro-Asia building. And recently you had an, an interview in The Peak magazine that really went in depth about how you feel about the changes you'll have to make in safety, health and safety at your co-working spaces. Tell us a little bit about that, because I'm sure, you know, as people start to get back out into the real world, that is top of mind for everybody is how we can all stay safe and, and avoid future infection. 
Yes, so the Great Room is part of um, the Workplace Operator Readiness Council, WORC. I know it's quite a mouthful, but this <laughs> is basically a global council of workplace operators hmm. who are very proactively creating a return to office playbook. So that takes care of a lot of the, you know, the cleanliness, the social distancing practice, the proactive communication, partnerships with landlords. But beyond that, I think as we kind of imagine even beyond the interim normal, that's what I call it, the interim normal, um, I think we will go back to a slightly different world. And um, our opening at Robinson Road at Afro Asia building, which we're looking at quarter one of 2021, it gives us a real opportunity to imagine like what this would be. So we're working with a, a renowned uh, workplace hotel designer, Joyce Wang. I think there's three things that we're really looking at. First, it's, you know, the consciousness and, and wellness will become more important than ever. People will think about that. It would no longer be lip service. Employees would need to make sure they cater to that and take care of that, whether it's the air we breathe and, or, or just, you know, surfaces and um, wellness in the workplace. Second point, I think, is while we are going towards a more low-touch economy, each touch point would demand even deeper engagement and higher impact. So even if we end up having less space time, but when we do it in person, we would want so much more. And I think the, the third is workplaces no longer can be just about densification, about how can we fit more headcount per square foot. I think mm. you really need to take it to the next level. It has to be a place of uh, inspiration, of innovation, and most important, it needs to be a place of learning, almost like a modern agora of learning, of social network, of that friction that I talk about that creates all these new ideas that would take us forward. So will the density change at, at the great rooms uh, you know, that you currently have and, and the new one that's coming up? Will, will it will you be just will there be less people? Will it be more spaced out, spread out, so that people don't have to physically be close to each other as close? The great room has always been a little um, less dense, also because that kind of the you know we we deal with a lot of the MNCs who require quite a lot more value in that sense. So we have been a little on that side, but going forward during this time, we've already started in all our locations. So I know Ben of Gorilla Space has talked about how we you know we would take up some seats. Uh, and making it very visual, the sitting capacity in each meeting room. In fact, returning more amenity and open spaces to the members that usually close its offices or meeting rooms. So doing all these immediate changes in the existing locations yeah. to help people feel a lot more comfortable being that in that environment. But I think going forward, as we create the new workspaces, we're able to also integrate changes that are deeper than just being in our space, you know, the space starting from the lobby experience going up, working with the landlord and the building infrastructure, there's so much more that we can do to really rethink how we, you know, how we function in a workspace. Yeah, of course, that that must have implications, though, for your business model and for the business model of, of others who are in the co-working space. I mean, they, you know, you, you're, you're based upon figuring out a certain number of people in the place, you know, working on it in terms of your rent and all that. Are you concerned that this could have an impact on what the business model like, might look like over time? Yes and yes and no because I believe that there's a lot of levers that we can we can work on apart from just densification. I'd like to share quite an interesting stat, which is even pre 
COVID, pre-pandemic, only 30% of the people are usually in the office at any one time. Mm. It's startling, and this is a global statistic. This is not just of Asia or Singapore. People are actually either away from meetings, they're traveling, they're on annual leave. For different reasons, they're not in the office. If we know that that stat is at 30%, then there must be so much that we can do apart from just putting more chairs and more bumps on seats. Right. Yeah. And I think people are starting to look at a lot more deeply into split teams, into potentially some days will work from home, um, different business continuity plans, and, and how all the leaders can come together to create a new way of how we work. Yeah, talking with JL and the co- CEO and co-founder of The Great Room and, and talking about that as we look to the future, you know, if people are, are spending less time, will they truly be blending the traditional office and, and will some of those traditional office spaces lose, lose customers or lose space from, you know, big companies, MNCs or whatever in favor of a blended model where sometimes people are at home, sometimes they're at a co-working space like the great room or others. How do you see that panning out as we go forward or how would you like it to pan out? I'm very excited about the future. I mean, I think in the, in the short term, it is very, it's a very trying time for a lot of businesses and there's a lot of changes and uncertainty. But if we cross this interim period, I think whether it's the Fortune 1000 companies, it's startups or SMEs, they're going to go towards a model of blending both traditional, which splits workspace as well as flexible. The reason is because agility is really the only counteract that we can have to all these constant uncertainty and changes, whether it's a pandemic or a political situation or just shorter business cycles and business environment, I think there's a lot to be said about the flexibility and people will pay and want a premium for this. At the same time, belonging to a very like-minded community where you're sitting at a table of winners who are ambitious and curious, that is that is exciting. There's so much to be said about the community that you plug into and not just, you know, just, not just a physical workspace and a real estate solution, but something beyond that. And the layer of hospitality that people actually want to be part of and, and want to see, you know, in, in the working hours and not just in their holiday time. I think all these factors come in to create the opportunity to create a proposition that is stronger than before. And employers must you know, must think about this as an opportunity to attract even talent. They no longer need to attract people that's immediately in the same place. Mm. If we get this right, there is actually quite a lot of possibilities. Interesting. JL, are you seeing a, a difference now in, in people returning uh, to the great room in uh, Tokyo or Hong Kong or here? What does what the, the return rate look like in these past few weeks, past couple of weeks? That's that's such an interesting question because we're all at different phases. Yeah. Um, and we saw Hong Kong, um, the great room in Hong Kong sent us a video and we were so surprised. So it's almost like the pandemic didn't happen. People are craving for interaction. So we yeah. had a great Thursday, which is a monthly community event that we had. And everyone was keen to meet. They're keen to connect and work hard in the business and make up for lost revenue. So it was extremely vibrant and intense. And in Singapore, we opened last Monday. So we physically opened, but because the mandate from the government has been 
do not come to the office if you can work from home. This is mm. only for the people who absolutely need to be in there. So it's been very, very subdued for the absolute essential. Mm. I think it would change slowly as we get into phase two, but it would be it will be slower, I think, for Singapore. Yeah, and and then uh, you said the new one won't won't be open until uh, Q one of next year. Is that correct? In yes. in Robinson Road. Yes, it was supposed to be this year, but I think with uh, all the changes and with the construction being delayed, then we're we're looking at Q one twenty twenty one. Yeah, fantastic. JL Ong, CEO, co-founder of The Great Room, thank you so much for your insights today into the co-working space and The Great Room and what you've got going on there. Really appreciate it. Thank you, Glenn. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.